Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody believed it, and nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope. The only hope. The exorcist. Waffle on Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark Kelly. And uh, welcome to part 10 of 12 oh. of our 1973 celebrations. And it's Halloween, Kellen. What better way to celebrate Halloween than a good old horror film? So what are we talking about today? I suppose we're at the daddy of all Halloween films. I think this and Halloween and The Exorcist, this is The Exorcist. I thought them two films, to me, mm. are what I think of at Halloween a classic film. Halloween. Yeah, I Absolutely. think you've got it all there. You've got one that's about a slasher, then one you've got about the devil. And what do you do before we actually talk about the movie? You play one of the greatest theme tunes of all time.
And uh, also, I think we should note, of course, that uh, Mark Goldfield used um, Thor Hammer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a triumphant though, because. Well, well, no, but I mean, it's supposed to be. Do you remember? I used to have that Halloween. Bucks, I used to have, but he'd go, remember? What would have happened to that? I used to play it on the... Um, on the oh, uh, yeah. Remember that? I don't know what happened to that. I think my wife might have smashed it up. No. <laughs> I think so, because I used to, like, uh, put it by my head at about three in the morning. No. <laughs> God, that's the blast from the past. Remember it? Come oh, in, come yeah. in. Okay, I don't know what happened to that a long time ago. When, when, when we were young men. When we were young yeah. men. It's like the uh, Hellraiser box. Fits. Remember my Hellraiser box I had? I think you had it for various other purposes. Yeah, the, uh, the box of delight. Box no, of the box of delight. Yeah, yeah. The, what happened? That's another one. What happened to that? I don't know. Well, you had it because you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had certain party so, favours in there. Yeah, so far, this, this podcast has signed up very quickly. Uh, we've got a cup of tea going on because it bloody well got cold over here mm. in Blighty. I'm going to have a sip of uh, yeah, Mr. Kelly's yeah. tea. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a better... Is it a better emotive music than this? Uh, that, Like you said, though, I think Tubular Bells and John Carpenter's theme to Halloween are I iconic... Just, um, it's, it's just like, what a brilliant few years for... I don't think there is. Is there, any, is there another theme tune for any other horror film? That's so emotive as that. When you hear it... You know what it is straight away. Maybe that, maybe, that, maybe Nightmare on Elm Street, but maybe is that three Dreamers where the the Freddy's confused song? That's yeah, that's really yeah, that's um, is that uh, Dream Warriors? Dream Warriors isn't yeah, it? yeah. I don't know. Is it a more emotive? I can't think of. I don't think there is. You know. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe Psycho. So, yeah, Psycho. But that's a scene theme, really. Oh no, it's no, it's a proper full theme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose. Uh, yeah, Jaws. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Because I'll I, I put that in a, like, a, like a light horror film. Um, mm. Would you class it as a, Jaws as a horror or a thriller? Thriller, like, I don't know. It's difficult, that one, isn't it? It's, very, it's, not, it's horrific incidents, but I wouldn't say it's a horror film. It's got a jump scare in it, though, isn't it? The head coming out the boat mm. window. That is, that always it's jump scare. But no, I don't know. But straight away, when you hear, like, you hear Exorcist, straight mm. away, straight away. And it was out before. What year was Tubular Bells, the album? I think it was, was it 73, I'm sure it was 73. It? it might have been the same year, actually. Not too I'll sure. tell you what, he must have made his money that year, didn't he, Mike Oldfield, bloody hell. He could have retired, he couldn't have recastled it. He produced that and that's it, and then every Halloween, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just releases it. Okay, so The Exorcist. Now, um, it's directed, obviously, by William Friedkin. We'll talk about him a bit later on. Screenplay by William Peter Blatty, based on his own book. Uh, it was also produced by William Peter Blatty. Now... The main characters, quite a few characters in this, but we're only going to talk about the main ones. Ellen Burstyn played uh, Chris McNeil. She was born Edna Ray Gilloli, December 7th, 1932. Still going strong at age 90. In fact, she appeared as a, would you say, as a cameo in the, the more recent Exorcist film? Or does she play quite a prominent role? You've seen it, I have. Yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd say it's leading up to a bigger story. Oh. Because I think, like, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the... You can know, talk, but I'm not gonna, there's going to be too, spoilers. Yeah, not too much you know, people want to say. Like I said, I want to, you know... And it's worth seeing at the cinema, though. I'll, I'll say, you know, all the people who were poo-pooers of this film... Mark and I... Yeah. A lot of them <laughs> took in with it preconceptions of what they wanted, right? Yeah. It's not going to be like this film. This film's a one-off in my book. Hmm. It's like Halloween again. It's a one-off. It's got such a, an unusual mood... And it's got so much cinematic beauty in it, and it's got loads going for it. The new film is not; it's not going. This we were talking this, weren't we? 
if this film come out now, people wouldn't go and see it. Younger people would not go and see it. The thing, well, nothing really happens for two hours. Yeah. And it doesn't really. But we, I like that kind of thing. But this, if you need, you know, it's from uh, Blue Mouse. And he said he wanted to make it from younger people who are different. Yeah, yeah. And he said, right, if you want to watch this film, and he, if it gets you to watch this film, you go, who's that character? Mm. I'd like to know more about her and go back and watch it. It might make them watch it then because mm. it gives in a bit of relevance. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, it's not amazing. Obviously, it's not like the original film, but it's, it's not. Well, if, you'd, if you'd never seen the, the original Exactly, film, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know and it's got the music in it. Usually really well at the end. Oh, okay. Right? But the big story is that it's, it's sort of set in the 90s and it's about, there's another, a, a guy loses his daughter, right, because missing, mm. and I think it's a missing case, but you find out that she's been trying to contact the dead mum. Right, okay. Because at the start of the story, they're in um, high tea and there's, a, there's, the, there's him and his wife and his wife's pregnant. Right, and then what happens is an earthquake when the earthquake happened, right? So he has to have a Sophie's choice to say to him, you can either save your, save your wife or your unborn daughter. We can only save one. Oh, so he has to pick. Okay. So he saves his unborn daughter. Hmm. So his unborn daughter, when his daughter grows up, she's trying to contact her mum, messing around with Ouija boys to contact her mum, but gets possessed by... The devil again. The, I can't remember or the, the demon. demon. What's he called? I can't ever remember the name. The demon is. Have you got it in there? I, in, uh, I might have it in there. Is it, uh, uh, is it uh, Pizarro? Pizarro? Something so, like that. Something like yeah. that, isn't it? I can't remember that. So right, that. So what do they do? They can't, they can't. They can't find out what's wrong with her. So he starts reading about other stuff, and he mm. reads his book yeah. that she wrote about Regan. going through it with Regan. Mm. Right. So. He goes to see find her, and because I want to speak to Regan, oh, we fell out because of the book, and that's what this is set up for. And then later on, mm. when something happens to her, she gets attacked by the devil again, and um, she's in the room, and Regan, and at the very last shot, is Regan come to see her mum at the end? Oh, okay. So it, it's obviously setting it more up that for could be. And not there's a lot of people go, oh wow, yeah, but she wouldn't write a book about her daughter. But I thought, yeah, it's would. the 80s. People did people stuff. Did, yeah. People and the people did stuff like this. And my thing with Mark Kamoda saying that, oh, I, I, I know she wouldn't write that. Hey, do you know it's made up? Mm. It's not real. No. You you do not know what someone's going to do in a made up world. You can do whatever you want in a made up world. And also, the point is, is the, the fact that, like I always say, is that if it's not seen on screen, you don't know what happens. You don't. So you can't be, it's all about like the director going, yeah, but the character then would have gone up. Well, no, no, no. It, on the film, it didn't do that. It didn't do that. So you can't. You, and can't it didn't, you know, I liked it. I, you know, I enjoyed it. It ain't like this. Hmm. But it's not trying to be like this. It knows it can't be like this. It's not the things you can't, you can't remake. Because no. I think about oh, it's a remake. It's not a remake. It's that thing they use these days. It's more like a remix where it's got a different sort of, it's got some of the hmm. things in it that you, that you go, oh, I remember now. I remember now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do that quite a lot these days. Now, Star Wars do that quite a lot. Is it, did the latest Scream do that? Because I'm watching that over the Halloween. I enjoy it. I'm going to watch all the Screams in yeah. order. So. Do, I like that new Scream one. Mm. The next Scream is going to be in London. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd say it's okay. But, you know, I didn't, Going to coming out thinking I'm highly offended by it. <laughs> it's like uh, well, it's not like the original. I was with lots of it was powerful and it was a lot of younger people, which was good. Good. And they were all jumping and screaming. I thought it's done its job. How a film should be. It's done its job, isn't exactly. it? They're not sitting there. What was it like? Film theory. Mm. 
And I think when we do this podcast, we've said this before, when we've been talking, haven't we, that this is not going to be a metaphysical... Well, none of our podcasts are... This is not about (laughs) what it all means in in theology. This is about the film. We're about the film. Before we carry on with the people that are in this, I read the Mark book on The Exorcist in between me watching it and then you us doing this podcast. Because I bought it along with the Shawshank Redemption, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the BFI editions, and uh, it doesn't offer much else into it. There's a lot of kind of there's a lot of talk about what they wanted to do and what they could have done and all this kind of stuff. And frankly, the the most the most um, philosophy style kind of things, if you really want to go into the Exorcist, I think, is actually at the beginning in in Iran. Iraq. Sorry, in Iraq. Iraq. Yeah, yeah do you want to get them to mixed up? Um, <laughs> in Iraq, because that's where it all kind of stems from. I think it is than anything else. Although a lot of it doesn't quite make sense. No, th- there's lots of this film, right? If people are looking, you know, my big thing. I, you know, I'll jump to the head straight to the end straight away. This right. my big thing with this mm. film, right? All this stuff in this film where they're going to all the Holy Bible and doing all the other. How does it actually? What's the most effective in the end? He jumps on her and beats the shit out of her. Shit out of her and it works. It works. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can say in this film that all that metaphysical stuff, all that theology means nothing. Mm. What works? <laughs> fucking chin yeah. in a 50 year old girl. Frustration and violence. Yeah. yeah. Because. Which I suppose is what a demon would want. Exactly. Yeah. And I think no, that was something I took from this watching it. Also. Yeah, I don't remember I had my nightmare in this. I watched the last bit last night. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so I watched this again last night, by the end bit, the watched last until I got to in the cinema before I walked out. And um, that bit struck me. I thought, I've never really thought about that bit. Mm. Yeah, it's his violence, it's like, demonic. Because he's sort of demonic at the end, isn't he? Well, he is not jumping he... out the window, even when he's angry. Yeah. Because what's he saying? He's all the way saying, don't pay attention to it, don't pay attention, ignore it. The one time when he does pay attention mm. and gets fucking angry, pitching <laughs> a 15 year old girl, it works. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, also as well, the thing is, is that what? Oh, well, let's let's just read out the actors before we actually get into it. Okay, so so obviously, um, Ellen Burst is still still going wrong, and as we all know, uh, if you know your film facts, that she had quite a bad injury during this film when she was thrown backwards and has had a permanent back injury. You can since, you, you, you can, can see, see that. Yeah, right. like I said, there's things in this film that would not happen now in that this film. No, no, I just there wouldn't one. I don't think any. You know, I've got all these kind of coaches they have now, and they intimacy mm. coaches. There's a lots of things that you would not be allowed to do with a 15-year-old girl now. No, no chance. Also, no chance. I, I think it's fair to say that William Freakin... I don't like William Freakin. He's I don't a, think many people did like William Genius. Freakin. Genius filmmaker. Genius, like Hitchcock. Yeah. Horrible. Like a Kubrick. Yeah, hot but fucking genius. I mean, he set a gun behind, off behind Jason Miller's yeah. And he nearly got battered for it, yeah. you know. So, anyway, um, Max von Sydow as Father Lancaster Marion, born Carl Adolf von Sydow, uh, 10th of April 1929 in Sweden, passed away 8th of March 2020 at the good old age of 90. Uh, interesting fact, he was only 44 I know. Uh, when he filmed this. And there's a bit of a fact here. In order to make Max von Sydow appear much older than his age of 44, makeup maestro Dick Smith applied generous amounts of stipple to von Sydow's forehead, eyes and neck. His facial skin was then manually stretched as liquid latex was applied. When the latex dried, his torn skin was then released, causing the what? film of rubber to corrugate. This daily makeup procedure lasted three hours 
It was apparently the cause of much anguish for Von Sydow. It's pretty amazing, though, isn't it? Because you'd never, there's no way, but, you know, it's all about de-aging they do now mm. and all aging people. They could do it in 1973. Yeah. And it, no way would you ever say he's 44. No, no. no, well, no. I know people I mean, looked older there's, then, there's didn't a, they? There's a little bit where you kind of, you kind of think, you know, it's clearly got either a wig on there or his, his hair's got talcum powder. Yeah, but a talc on there, isn't But it? the fact that, Max van Silo acts old so incredibly well and it, it proves that more again at the beginning of the film when he's walking through Iraq walking through the, the archaeology site yeah. he looks like a very tired old That's man amazing. and it's brilliant and when yeah, you're watching yeah. him in those scenes you think God man how old is Max van Silo? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not until you, you kind of think because I was, I was I didn't really because obviously we've talked about him in Flash Gordon right, which is 1980 which is seven years later and I was uh, thinking Hold on a minute. He looks younger in Flash. Hold on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. old was he in this? Oh, bloody hell, he's 44. But just because to show how brilliant an actor. Yeah. And I think there's a big thing with Max von Sydow as well, that when you watch it, you, when I first saw this, I, you know, I expected him to be in it a lot longer because he's not in it that much. No, not really. I think you had it up. It's about, what, half an hour? Mm-hmm. But in your head, it's the end bit. Oh, that MB goes on for... And, you, and when you watch it again, and then you think, what, it's like 20 minutes at the end, right? Yeah, and he's not really in He's not in the end no. at all. So. And I think, and I think that's where a performance, like Brando in Apocalypse Now, mm. when you've got an actor, you've got gravitas, you dominate the screen, even when you're not in it a lot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's someone who know, stands out, isn't it? Uh, bloody, um, you know, uh, third man. Oh, um, awesome. Awesome Wells. Yeah. Oh, he's in that... He's, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. But it dominates that film. And I think... Uh, Lee J. Cobb is Lieutenant William F. Kinderman. I don't know what it is lately. Uh, born Lee Jacoby, December 8th, 1911. What? Lee J. Cobb. Lee Jacobi, oh, what, a, what a film name that is, Lee J. Cobb. Um, yeah, his, 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 his actual name is Leo Jacoby. Well, that's a great name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he passed away, t- 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 tell lady, only, only 64, February 11th, 1976. I don't know what it is with Lee Jacob recently. I don't know if it's because I've been watching a hell of a lot of stuff on Talking Pictures. He's in loads of yeah. films. Loads of Proper films. Proper character actor. Such a good... I mean, we all remember him from 12 Angry Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. his main thing. But he turns up in so much stuff. Um, what about one, that, one that's Patrick Duffy's playing in the... Well, he, no, he'd be playing the Gregory Peck character. I thought I'd like to see that, but you see the other people in it. No, who else isn't it? It's really poor then. It's like Beppe used to be in East End. <laughs> Oh, we, um, oh, Italian. Italian. Oh, is that that's basically they spent all the money? Say that. Patrick Duffy must be knocking on now. He's got to be in his mid seventies, isn't he? Well, he don't look bad, though. No, no. He must have spent all the money in him. And then who else can we get? Remember Beth? Remember Beth? He's dead. His turns on. Then you know who else uh, Kitty Winner, Sharon Spencer, she actually appears in a few uh, Exorcist films, born uh, February 21st, 1943, aged 89. Um, Jack McGowan as Burt Dennings, born jo- uh, John Joseph McGowan, 13th of October 1918 in Dublin, passed away before this film came out, well before this film came out actually, uh, on the 30th of January 1973, aged just 54, that was another one of those things people saying it was the curse of the exes, no, no it wasn't. I think it's a curse. It's um, Jason Miller, who's a brilliant actor as father, stroke Dr. Damien Carras, 
Born uh, John Anthony Miller, April the 22nd, 1939, in New York and passed away yeah. again, only 62. Yeah, but he's an interesting one. We said the film, people, it's mainly about him. That's why people say it's not really about Regan. It's about him, isn't it's it? It's about this him film? and his loss of faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Regan character, he's not... Well, the, the, the end bit, uh, when he, he gets the demon in him and then he goes, no... And you see his eyes clear, yeah. and he throws over yeah. is the moment he gets his faith back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, not any time before. Nah. And also, and we'll talk about the deleted scene, but we both watched the film with the scenes in, which was an incredible scene. Why Freakin took him out was the bit where uh, they both talking to each other on the stairs in the house. That is the most, one of the most beautiful scenes. Why Freakin took that out, I, I just think he's mad. Yeah. Uh, final one, um, because there's other people that we don't need to talk about. Uh, it was Linda Blair as Regan McNeil, born Linda Denise Blair. She's now aged 64, born January the 22nd, 1959. Uh, this film actually came out on Boxing Day in 1973. Yeah. Uh, had a budget of 12 million, made 441 wow, million. Wow, yeah, a running time theatrically, of course, of 122 minutes. There's an extra probably five minutes that are thrown in uh, as it goes in. Um, the whole Northern Iraq stuff with the archaeology site, uh, I, there's a part of it where I think there's more suspense in this, where yeah. when they, they find the, the, the kind of little pebble head of the demon yeah, yeah, and you recognise it as the, the statue which you think well why is that statue just standing there always it's weird because it's a great great scene where you see him standing there looking at it yeah and, and like, like the way it comes back at the end yeah but then again you, this is where you get into the thing is like is it real like because why would that demon look like the, he's seen the statue not the mm. demon he's seen the statue he's seen the statue so there's a thing there isn't now because there's a thing like you talk about where Friedkin Friedkin was an atheist hmm so and, and I was think was atheist or is that because he's dead now or did he change his mind after? I think well they said it like like a lot of I think towards the end he started to doubt things but I think what you mean when he was coming towards dying and yeah. he thinks better hedge my bet. but there's a thing there isn't there <laughs> and, that, and I think like and I can understand why he took a lot of the like the spider scene out because if you take the spider scene out and the spin into the neck you'd, it could be made up yeah, I I because when I was listening to Emma, it's about Emma saying, oh, in my head when I was a kid, it's all, it's not real. It's right. just the girl. Because the real girl, the real girl, mm. admitted she was making up, didn't she? The one in the 40s. I know there's a lot of contention no, about that, isn't know, that? Well, you got the girl and you got the boy. Yeah. The boy one was really quite horrendous. And then yeah, but you've always had, you've always going to have people who make stuff up, aren't you? I watched the latest, the, the second episode of Uncanny. Have you watched it yet? Oh, okay. Emma. Because obviously that's filmed weekly. It's not filmed... No, 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 Because no, they no. have the emails coming in. And that was about polter, poltergeist. Yeah. And that was about being possessed. And, and it was... And because you got sleep paralysis, which a lot of these can be... People didn't know about to. it, yeah. But he said, I know that I was... I went off the bed. Yeah, yeah. And this was this guy talking about Uncanny. And you watch him and you're there going... You know when you... You know when you know... He either really believes it, right... But I honestly don't believe he's making that up. I honestly think he... This I'm talking about anyone who doesn't know. We have a programme on BBC Two based on a podcast called Uncanny. Yeah, I think it's a massive podcast. It's really, it's really good. And it, they have sceptics and they have like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff like that. And we're... I'm probably a bit... You're more of a sceptic than I am. But if you watch it, it's an absolute stunker of an episode. Stunker of an episode. But... You know, you, there's always the things you don't quite know, don't you? And that's what I like about the unexplained. Yeah, 
Yeah, if yeah. you try and explain these things, yeah. you know, what I don't get is why does he go to America? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's not, the only thing. Well, tell because it's the there's an interesting idea. film, right? It's not a great film, right? We come out last year called The Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, it's worth watching because that was a real guy, hmm. right? And he, he, he always classed himself as an agnostic, really. Like a lot of the priests, a lot of Catholic priests in Rome, see themselves as agnostics. Hmm. They believe in the goodness of Jesus, but they don't really believe in a, a big God. They don't, yeah. because a lot of them are clever people, right? He was like that, right? And they sent him out, and he was doing it for 30 years. He wrote two books about it, right? Oh, okay. And it starts off when he's in Italy, and there's an exorcism just like that. Like a girl on there, spitting vomit and all that. Like that. And he comes in, and uh, he's like talking to him just like that. And he's saying, uh, I am blah de blah who are you? He's saying, giving a Latin name, and he walks back. He goes to the mother, and he goes, uh, you know what you need? You need to get into a mental institution. Because he never believed in possession. Oh, he, said, okay. um, he said that she's got mental illness. Yeah, schizophrenia. It's, whatever it is, and it's manifesting itself. And he was really interesting. And it's not a bad film. It's a bit silly. Russell Crowe is like hamming it up. And I like, I'm a big Russell Crowe fan. Yeah, I know, yeah. But it's worth is watching. Fat, it, yeah, it's fat. <laughs> it's on, I think it's on Netflix now. Oh, really? And it's worth watching because he was 30 years, he was the gods. Mm. He was the Pope's ex chief exorcist of Vatican. He went, but he never ever believed it. Never believed well, it. Yeah, you've applied for stuff like that. Do you think it comes up in the in the Vatican Times? Ah, oh, he's still alive. Yeah. He's still alive. He's like a really old bloke now. I was talking about I was watching something the other day and they mentioned that about the Pope's exorcist. I don't, I don't mm. know what that was on. But I, I think one of the best scenes in the, the start of this though is when suddenly the clock stops. Yeah. It just, it just the ch- the pendulum just goes tick stops, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you get the dogs barking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, I think because yeah, yeah. because let's face it, no one likes seeing dogs fighting and barking. It's That's in the new one as well. Yeah, and I think it adds that. Yeah, yeah. and I think that dog fighting thing. Now, sorry to into about that, but like come out said in that new one. Oh, they've just copied that bit with the dogs. Mm. Well. Isn't that odd to me? That made me think. No, that's just part of the possession. You know, something's going on. Yeah. That when that starts happening. You know that demons about, mm. and you know you can't just say this demon only did one thing ever. No, it no, was the dumb deeds through throughout the whole. I think doesn't and that's doesn't Baxter saw those characters say that though. Yeah, he turned around and say that this is you know this isn't the first time this is I've seen no, many demons. But is he real or is he? But why the heck? Why why Regan? Is it just random and that's where we meant to meant to think? Well, is it, I think like there's a lot of reading that might be to do with women. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the proper name for it? Uh, like maturing. Oh, right. Okay, uh, yeah. You know. Hormonal. Or that kind of thing, becoming a woman. There's a lot of that going on. Oh. Which, if you look at the original case, that's what a lot of doctors thought. Because mm. remember, you know, the word hysteria mm. was, was, in, was invented to describe women going through the sexual chains, getting the period and all that. That was hysterical. So a lot of people thought that was a real thing. Oh, okay. Let's not say that now. Uh, no. Um... Now we go into Georgetown, where interesting stuff. Of course, we've got, uh, well, I didn't. Looks really, a beautiful really place, though. Beautiful it? place, but also the fact the house. When you see the house in real life, it's just a square box. Yeah. So the roof was added on, so that you could have the attic scene. And there's an extra extension added on the left hand side of it, so that the house was closer yeah, yeah. to the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they go in, so not virtually all of that house is not actually there. Like more of Hollywood. Anything in love is fake. Oh my god. <laughs> now, do you think? Do you think that the the 
the mom comes across really as a prima donna in she the house, does? demanding a, a bit demanding and all the. Well, that's um, the thing you think about it, right? She's so privileged. Yeah. She's got a, like fucking staff all around her. Yeah, an actress, and she's doing. And the thing is, but she's not happy though, isn't it? And that's the mm. thing, isn't it? That I think that people say he's re- Regan picking up, you know, picking up on her that because she's from a break. Which is a, a father not turning up for not, the birthday, yeah. all these. And these, that's what I like is about it. Is it attention? Side, like, yeah. All is it attention? Like, I mean, you can say that, and but. There's obviously, I mean, when you're watching, you could, no, probably, you could probably actually say that when you're reading the book. Yeah. But when you're watching it and you've got, she's got all scars and her eyes are yellow yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all that, you think, well, well that's the bit, that's the bit where that, it, yeah, because yeah, I, I don't think Blatty was a, was, was Blatty a fat fan of the film? Well, I think so, yeah. Uh, well, when it was properly put together. Yeah. I think he was kind of not overly keen when they took out the stair secret in the conversation. He took out the, the end bit where he goes, I think this is the start of a beautiful... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...from their Bogart thing. Yeah, yeah. And also, the, you know, the certain things are just... I like the spider walk. I don't partic- I'm not keen on the head turn. No, because but, the spider walk was done real time. No, that's amazing. Right. So that's actually no. Obviously, the, the head turn looks silly. The head turn doesn't make sense. No, no. And and you know it's hard to. And I know that saying. We've taught this before, haven't we? It's hard to watch this film now without seeing all the parodies of it. Because mm. in my head, I always think of the repossessed. Yes. Yeah. If, and that was Linda Blair doing that. Mm. And she was laughing at that, weren't she? Because she didn't really like talking about this film for years. No, and I think that's the reason why she did it. Yeah, yeah. take the piss out of it. And also, she got condemnation from churches, she got I, death threats from it. Even though zealots. it's actually quite silly, that stuff. The vomit in the head spinning is ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, I, I, the thing is, is, I remember seeing this first when we had a, a, I had a pirate copy and we watched it at the flat. And then me and you went and saw it at the cinema, the yeah. Odeon at Midnight Show. It, and that, right. I remember both of us being... Remember the tramp in the corner? Yeah. Asleep? What was that, Clockwork Orange? No, no, it was... Uh, it was Exorcist. A tramp in the corner asleep. And people laughing. Laughing. At the, at the, the vaginal stab. And I'm there thinking... It's, it's horrible, that like, Why are you laughing at that? And I realise it's because they've seen comedy versions of it. Every yeah, other yeah. horror film that came after this has either parodied... Yeah, with the voice that. and all that. With the voice. And, the, and I thought... That really upset me because it was kind of stuff like, man, I wish we'd seen it in when it came, first came out of the cinema. Because no, because that you know. bit where she's stabbing herself and then grabs her mum and shoves her shoves into her, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not funny. But I said when I first saw it, it was a few people snickering at the back. But why? I, I, like you said, I think it's because I mean, I they've saw so nervous, many but... parodies of it now. Mm. And I suppose for young guys, it looks a bit... Because they're used to CGI... Yeah. And that's practical. So with practical, it's always a bit clunky, but I like that. I like clunky. But it's it does seem like a dummy, doesn't it? There's bits yeah, where it does seem like... Ta- there, is, there is a dummy quite a few times. Yeah, you can see when that. You're, when you're watching it, you can't really tell. The makeup is... is oh, brilliant. no, yeah. Talking about trams and stuff like that, what... There's, there's oh. a lot of people made out of it. What, what do you ex- think you, about is it? it? Well, my reading on it, it's, 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 the, pre- it's the other priest... You know, they've got the priest when he goes to see him and he's mm. drinking yeah. and he's got the blue eyes. Yes. I think that's him. He's seeing him. Oh, okay. It, that's my reading it. But people are going, is it Jesus? Is it? Would you walk by on the other side? You know, that famous. Yes. It's like him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's that story of the person mm. and no one helps him. Yeah, that's right. Cool. And he does it. 
What's he say? Wait, uh, give us a dollar for an extra could, could you help an old altar boy? I'm, he a doesn't, ca- I'm a Catholic. He doesn't. No. He doesn't help him. Well, he looks disgusted in it. Yeah. So, that's, but that's what I don't. I think it's a beautiful scene. I, oh, think no, I love it. The guy, the actor who is actually the voice of something later on. You when you hear the voice again, that's that's the same guy. There's almost a slight. He looks a slight bit like. Are you, uh, remember Andrew Robinson? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Remember what Andrew Robinson looked like in Dirty Harry? Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like him, but he's got the most. I mean, and I mean this in a in a dingy way. Got the most gorgeous looking Beautiful. blue eyes. Oh, beautiful eyes. Like right, like Paul Newman. But Paul it's Newman like really stands out. But I don't. It's an unusual it's scene. An unusual scene. Because my reading of it is like, is it the failure of the Catholic Church? I think well? so. Because when he sees that, and then he goes there, and they're wanting to help. Yeah. He don't want to do it at first, does no. he? Because uh, because the thing with him, he's a scientist, mm, psychologist, and yeah. that's the problem. That's the rift they've got him, and he's that why he's faith's going, isn't it? Yeah. That's going in it because he realise he starts to realise it ain't this ain't the real world, mm. and that to me that's why that is, and he's seeing that. But mm. then again, it's not explained. So you don't know. Like There's a lot of stuff in this that's not explained, like the the writing on a yeah. How me? Is that real? It's got to be if we're seeing it. It's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. It can't not be real if we're seeing it on there, unless it's there, unless you're then told. Oh, it was all a dream. No, but no. this isn't... Like our writing at school. Yeah. Well, that's all kids writing. Yeah. It was and all a dream. And then I woke up. <laughs> yeah. um, now, the whole Ouija board with Captain Howdy, I quite like. It's a little bit... Now, again, no, at the time, and I've never used a Ouija board, and I've never wanted I've to. I've had one go and one years ago. Yeah, I mean... Denham Brown showed you the work, though. Yeah, Denham it Brown. Is, it's purely the whole thing of that... You, you both, all of you are not wanting to touch it, but no. as soon as the sight finger, you go with the flow of it. It's that, if you, it's that thing in it, it's like physics, and if you all push down, yeah, that energy has got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. It don't go away. No. So it'll go whoever's pushing that slight bit. Harder. It's the same thing. Remember, I used to do the thing with holding a very thin nylon thing with a coin at the bottom of it. Remember, I used to be able to do that, and I'd say to you, "Tell me which way you want it to go." Yeah, 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 Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I could make it spin in either direction. Now. I'm not doing it, but clearly there's microscopic movements in my fingers that are causing that to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think the stuff like that. I think the whole loft thing as well. When you when she's hearing the noises of like, how big is that loft? No, but I mean that is such an amazing. I know, but it's such an amazing. Scene. It's it is so a great scene. It's so gothic. Yeah, the way it's all cobwebs and and it's dark and yeah. it's all the. It's like, it's like there's all boxes everywhere. It's like really gothic thing. But there's a random right. mannequin like, You've got a lot there. of money, yeah. You've got, you got a lot yeah. of stuff up there as well. It ain't your house because they're renting it, isn't she? Because the point is she's renting the house. Yeah, she's she? renting it. That's why she can, yeah, she can leave straight away. Now, she's got her servants there. I like Carl, the, the, German, the, the German, the German guy. guy. Now, when she has the party and stuff, which obviously I'm just jumping ahead. But it's just with that because earlier she goes and she does rats in the... There's rats in the... And that bit's never really explained, is it? Well, it is because he said he goes, no, no, it is clean, and he goes, no, there's rats up there, why, why there? And he, and she goes up there, walk around, and she sees the rat traps there, and not have not gone off. Ah, right. And I like oh, that. I forgot. Really oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. That's is the way that is going on. Now, you see a first ghost state, a ghost face as well when uh, at the fireplace that clips up. Now, for some reason, I remember that being a lot quicker. Than what I now it seems to be on the screen a bit longer and I I don't know whether that's just me uh, now. No, I told you this is to do with having uh, film and digital. Oh, okay, right, because running at a certain different speed, kind of thing. Exactly, um, a bit like Fight Club with the giant cock and balls <laughs> <laughs> that he splices into the yeah right because you can do it on that because you would know 
But because it's digital, it's smoother, isn't it? Yeah. I like it, but you, you're right. When you watch it digitally, <laughs> it's too, it's very obvious. But the big thing at the time in this film, people going, did I see that? Did you see it? You did, people didn't know if they'd no, saw no, it no, because no. you couldn't get it. Yeah. But now, because it's so obvious, it's like, it's really clear, isn't it? And do you know it's what that good, is? It's still good, that because it's like looking down, isn't yeah. it? And do you know what that is? What is it? It's actually the makeup test with the standing of Linda Blair, who actually really did an awful lot more than what she's credited for. In fact, she sued William Friedkin uh, for extra credit because she does the voice. Uh, and I don't think she does the voice. She might do the voice, not sure. But she's the one who did a lot of the violent sexual points of view and everything like that, because, you know, you, you don't do it, including the... There's a little bit where Linda Blair did the, the stabbing with the cruiser, but a lot of it is the standing. Because she's out of public, because she's out of as well. She was used also as the... Um, do, to do the makeup, the test makeup for the horror thing so and that was rejected oh, but they right. used those for the for the, the starting films um, the medical check I think again we've talked about this before when it comes to horror films a lot of the, and also with comedy we talked yeah. about yesterday a lot of horror works with sound effects and noises it's totally the x-ray machines and the, the slides going yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's horrendous there's something really disturbing about the medical aspect of it being really scary. It's true. Well, I think that, that that's the. I think there's a big. There's no doubt. There's a like a slither all through this film of science and faith, isn't that? Mm. And and I think that's trying to show in it the science is just as scary. Yeah. Because that's in the new film as well. Oh, is it? They put all that in there as well. Well, the same noises because that don't happen. No, obviously no. But to I me, sh- I should know. The thought of going in an MRI scanner scares the fucking living daylights out of me. Really? Yeah, going in that tube because. I'm, 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 Are you a bit claustrophobic nowadays as you're getting older? I am. Oh, I've got a mad fear. I have. This is the most ridiculous fear. This is right. <laughs> okay. But I have a fear of like. Imagine there's like a big. Stephen Mayfair. I was telling him right. Imagine there's a big a well. It's well. only wide enough for your body. Right. Okay. Right. And it goes all the way down and there's a button flat at him. Yeah. And you fall in head first and get stuck down there. Oh, so you can't turn around? It fucking scares shit out of me. Okay. And that's only come on as I've got older, you know. Oh, right. Really weird. I don't know if I saw something that really... I watched that film with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Buried Alive. Buried. Mm, right. And it scared me. Mm. And I thought that... I can't think of anything more... Fi- because I think, yeah, there you go, heights. Yeah, but if you fall off, you'd be dead. You'd be dead, you'd be dead. You're dead. Yeah, true. That, it's a slow it's fucking a slow thing. I and I, that's what I don't... I don't and that, the thought of an error, now, Emma's mum, who's now passed, obviously, mm. she, went, she found the MRI so scary. Oh, really? It really, really mm. scared her that she freaked out and she, they took her out and then we had to go up with her, with her iPod Oh, so she could yeah, put it on lot, and yeah, try and get her into a zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and that, and remember, she, I remember telling me that story, the last story she told me, and mm-hmm. it's always played on my mind, and I think I might have got it from that. Could well be. I Do mean, you know I, what I mean? I, I don't think, even the most hardened uh, cave, um, what are they called? Uh, 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 yeah, potholers. Potholers and all that. I've done it horrible. Even the most hardened them would admit that they've probably freaked out somewhere along the line because I, I don't like the idea of doing it and I'm a big fellow and I, I you wouldn't catch me doing but I, it's like I've said to you I've got this feel of like I mean I don't like heights that much now I used to love them yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff like that, but no, I think you know, now I've had 
quite a few MRIs, especially recently and everything like that. And I actually find them really quite comfortable. Uh, some I, people do, don't I they? Fall, I fell asleep three times now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's a good way to be. Yeah, well, it's only because of the fact that, I don't know what it is, but I actually find hospital beds very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. don't I know why, because everyone says that oh, they're uncomfortable. Every time, as I said, unfortunately, recently, I've been in a few of these. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, well, that's rather comfortable. Maybe because of fact, I know I'm going to be left alone and that's it. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. It could yeah. Well be. But yeah, the, the whole that now... We then have the party with the drunken director. Now, this is where I think is something goes wrong in this film here. Because one, Regan talks to her mum about, oh, are you going to get married? And I thought, oh, is she seeing this a young actor? But she mentions this director. I know, oh, yeah. It's a now, bit... She's either sort of like got the wrong end of the stick and he's thinking that anybody who shows her mum maybe a little bit of affection or something like that um, would be the next person to go with her because her father's not around. But you're thinking, well... She shows no love interest at all towards the director. No. She gets a bit pissed off with him and he's Cause pissed. Because he, he's drunk, yeah. And because he's, he's insulting the German guy, which seems a bit weird. That oh, yeah, because it's about the Nazi. Yeah, so he, he must be a Nazi. Nazi I'm like, presuming he's a Jewish director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He must have figured it So he's doing all that. And fair play to Carly ends up having a bit of a go at him. But at this point, and I said to you, have I missed something? Because... When he's found dead after this party, he's he's fallen down the steps and his head's been twisted back. Yeah, right? there's a lot of stuff like this in this film that it but doesn't. It's a bit. Some of that bit's a bit clunky. It the whole of this bit's clunky because it, they say, oh, so so the Lee J Cobb turns up investigating this guy's death because obviously he's, the last known place he was at was at the party. And he says, so he 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 must have fallen out of your daughter's bedroom window, and they're going along with that. I'm thinking, well, hold on, no, no, no. They threw him out of the house. He's drunk. One, why would you let a drunk old man into your daughter's bedroom for no apparent reason? Because she's a bit ill and she's like showing signs of, you know, anxiety and yeah, nervousness. Yeah, yeah. Why would you send a drunk man to look after her at a party? And two, he's not there. No, no, no. That is such a mistake in this film. Now, yeah. I, I don't know whether... It's good, but yeah, I've yeah. missed something. Uh, yeah. I, I might I, go back I, I, I don't know, really because I think this is the bit... When me, 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 me and my wife were talking about when we saw it, that, she goes, I just don't like that scene in that part. Mm. It's sort of a bit, it doesn't really work what they're trying to do because you've got that bit as well where she like pisses herself as well. No, I don't mind that. That's a strange that scene. That could be a sleepwalk. You could, you could yeah. pass that as maybe a sleep, but I think that's quite good because of all the stuff. Like that, it's a proper party stopper. Oh, it's a party, yeah, it is definitely a party stopper. <laughs> well, I think what the more party stopper is, again, is that, you, and this again, it's not really explained, but one of the guests who's at the piano is an astronaut. Now, you, that's, a, that's a blink and you miss it. Ah, oh, that? That's the reason why she turns around and says, You're going to die up there. Oh, right. Now, if you didn't get the fact that, that she huh? turns around and says, Oh, he's an astronaut, so and so, you would have thought, Well, why is, why is he going to die up there? Where's he going? Yeah, yeah. Because he's an astronaut. Yeah. But I quite like that whole thing where she walks down the stairs because you could imagine that maybe she's sleepwalking. Kids do wet themselves when they're nervous and they're ill. And, and that's it was scared. a party. I'd always, I know you didn't. I'd go up no, the house parties. Party, no. So I'd go down. Yeah, see because you go down and get some food and sneak back up. Yeah, and sneak back up so I quite like that whole thing. But after this bit, this is when you get the bed shaking scene. Now, the bed shaking scene is pretty horrific. Now, I'm not being funny. Right, I don't know about you. If you heard some banging going upstairs, you know, what the hell is them upstairs doing that? And you went up there and your bed is bounced up and down. Would you stay in this house? No. 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 This is what most people said, right? Let's go and stop in a hotel. Yeah. Let's fuck off. 
You would. No, no people would not stop in a haunted house, especially if you're anywhere near. Yeah, and when it gets really cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hold on a minute. Something's not right yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, you think? Well, at least turn the heating on. <laughs> no, yeah. Surely, you, if you thought, if you would go down to this point of, she's she's possessed, and you honestly believe in this at this point, you'd take her to church, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'd be the safe place to go. But you know, yeah, yeah. I did think as when when Damien loses, because obviously Damien is is really he's lost his faith. He's regretting the fact that he's had to come to this area, Georgetown, for assignments. And left his mum. And he's left his mum. Dad, that my favourite stuff is in the film is him when he goes back to when see his mum. When he visits his mum, yeah. Because days, that's it? when you're, you know, yet again, we talk, that's when New York looked really cool. Mm. Might have been horrible, but it looked fucking cool. It's like Taxi Driver world, isn't it? You know what you should do? Uh, look up Exorcist then and now. All right. And it's, there's a web, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a web page where it shows you what that street all looks right, like now. All right. And it's really kind of like, looks a lot nicer yeah, yeah. now, you know. But, but I love that stuff because... And that actually is filmed, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, that is filmed in that building. Is it? That set, that room where his mum is, is in that yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. So all you hear, the kids outside is all real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that house is all real. And I'm sure, I might be wrong, the actress playing that is a first and only mum, I think. Bloody hell. And how good is she in that? She is. But I love that bit because it's like, he's looking so fucking got the world on his shoulders. Yeah. It's a horrible fucking place. He feels bad that his mum has to live there. Mm. And he goes to see his mum. But all he wants to do, really, is get away. Yeah. And I think that's where all his guilt's from, isn't it? Mm. Like the kids getting bought up later by his mum. Yeah. Why did you, know, why did you look at bit? Why did you leave me? Why, why did you leave me? me? Yeah. I mean, I like that bit. But I love that stuff because of so much. And then there's that brilliant bit where he sees his mum on the... Oh, that, well, you know, that is such a heartbreaking I, scene, that the, is. The whole of that as well, where he... he he goes in, he massages her mum because she's obviously broken a foot or she's mm. got something wrong with her leg and she goes, you've got to take your weight. I think, why don't you let me put you in a home? Yeah, yeah. And he, and she obviously wants to, she's got her independence, well, she loves her home. Which a lot of people home. are like it, man. It does look quite a cosy home. That's the thing, you know, but you can imagine what it must be like around her, but I bet people looked after her. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she dies, he's obviously got that guilt and I know she's drinking Shivas Regal. Yeah, he I is. I yeah, 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 yeah. But when he has a dream sequence and he's saying, Mama, and she's on the subway, you see the Joseph pendant falling. Again, you see the dog running. It's so well done where he's waving at her. Look, I'm here. And she just turns around slowly and walks down that subway. It's, that's just a beautiful bit of filming. It really is. It's a bit like the scene in um, uh, Papillon, isn't it? Yeah. You're dead. Something about that kind of... Just have someone standing still, mm. like Halloween. Yeah. Get, just have someone standing still on screen when everyone's moving. There's something that you can't stop looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why I, I know I'm, I'm waffling completely. Right? <laughs> it's like why I always prefer Romero's zombies mm. than running fast. To me, the scarier standing still and shuffling yeah. than they are running and jumping all over walls and that. I like kind of sudden speed. I like the kind of I like stillness and then sudden like a burst of energy, like a burst yeah. of energy, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like the kind of thing. Where but that that is that's evil dead, isn't it? Yeah, and I like goes from that to, 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 to explosion. I, I like that, and I like the idea that if you're running because you could run away from a slow zombie, but I also quite like the fact that if you're running, but you know that yeah. something that's chasing you, like a cut. Like the reason why I love Jewel so much, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we we've, we've still we're doing next yeah, year. Well, yeah. well, maybe not next year. Well, no, we've got to talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Andy Zember. Um, 
It's the fact that, that it's faster than you. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter what you do. Yeah. It's always going to get you. Know that, you why know. Romero said he had, because they asked him, why do you have your zomb- zombies slow? Hmm. They're not scary. They're, you know, you can run away from them. He said, yeah, but the point is, something that rubbish has taken over the world. Yeah. That's the point. And they can keep going. They can keep, you can kill one, there'll be another one. Which is what, I mean, yeah. as you know, I got I got kind of pretty bored of The Walking Dead after a few series. And I, I never really picked it back up again. Cause so it's just too one of your fingers. But like you said, though, there's so many bad series with the lockdown series and all yeah, this. That's stuff. crap. But, but what I did like about it was the fact that it did address the fact that unless a zombie is killed in the head, that will just keep going. And the yeah. fact that even when the body rots, you'd still see uh-huh. a, a shoulder and an arm uh-huh. still trying to get you. I thought that was what was wonderful about that. That was what Romero always put. You cut a head off and the head's still alive. His head's still alive, yeah. You can't get it, but it's still alive. You can't, unless you fucking crush them up. You've got to fucking flatten them. You mean get a scoop? Yeah, yeah. You have the scoop. The scoop yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon with the um, the policeman uh, when he asks, do you want to go see a film with me? Do you think that's a very weird thing or what? Because it's, it's really... I don't know whether it's meant to take you out of the scenario... Because he doesn't come across as a lonely man. He's a married man. He, he doesn't seem like he's trying to come on to a priest. No. You know, he's not kind of chatting him up. Hey, do you want to see a film? No, no, no. But he asks the first priest, Damien, who, who says, no, nah, I've already seen it. And then he asks the second one later what? on at the end of the film. Yeah. What is it with the priest that he's asking? <laughs> what, or is he just meant to be just light? There is a bit of fun in the world. There's I a think bit of darkness what... and stuff. Yeah. You want to go see a film. You yeah, know? I think, yeah, because I think there's a lot of it is about he's a... Everyone, you know, it's try, he's, that's why he's drinking so much and all that. And mm. it's all about escaping it from that yeah. world. He doesn't like that world anymore. Yeah, and I think that's what that is. There is, there is a world out there. Yeah, you know, there is, there is optimism out there. Even, even though probably in the seventies, the film was probably really depressing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do like the bit where uh, Reagan grabs the hypnotist by the balls. Yeah. Oh, I think that's great. I love that. You, yeah. you got over that. I look. Yeah, I do love a patty mouth in this because oh, yeah. it's quite. It still is quite shocking. Shut, I shut that cock on your ass. It's still quite shocking <laughs> for the fifteen-year-old girl saying that. That is, and it's not her. Because so, I, 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 I thought that <laughs> would they have a fifteen-year-old girl doing yeah, saying that? Was, that was a standing again. Uh, we we do go into full possession mode with the records flying around. Uh, Regan masturbating with the cross. The head turning. The furniture moving. Um, I mean, Damien visits Regan. That's when you hear again the "Can you hear the old." Alter boy, but what again? There's another brilliant scene that after all of that retelling, it's when he's listening to the possession yeah. in that uh, that place, which is I think I might have where that is. Uh, maybe I don't. Yeah, oh, but um, you know what? I'm a sucker for real to real fucking type. Oh, oh, you know what? I found really it. I found one of them. I, I don't care. All the modern technology, nothing's looked cooler than a real to real. When I was camping in yeah. the tent way, not the up uh, mincing around the Earl's Court Road um, with the scouts we had a place it was a place called Rough Close and it had an old very small log cabin yeah, yeah. this was before I saw the evil deck yeah. and we used to camp the tents in front of this log cabin it was a rotten old log cabin but you, you could still go in there but no one ever really slept in there because yeah, the yeah. fact that it was full of mice and it yeah, was, yeah, it yeah. was oh, old yeah, and stuff yeah. like that but we used to tell the younger cubs and younger scouts that, yeah, you got that, but on that trail where you put your tent is where the ghosts walk. Oh, right, right. And that's what we used to tell them. And oh, do the ghost yeah, 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 yeah. But one day, I was actually in this log cabin, and I just went in there to have a cup of tea and chilled out that. And I put my hand beneath the bed and found a box. Pulled this box out, and it's a reel-to-reel oh. tape recorder with the Beatles. Oh, right. 
didn't work because it was rusty. Uh, but I wish I took it because I didn't think anything. I of think it quite because I've looked. Emma looked at me. Get me one. I think yeah. two years. I said they're really expensive. Well, there's there's that place isn't that that you can buy. Uh, modern day versions of them with better spoils, spools, yeah, 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 and better kind of. It's a bit like if you've got an old VHS tape player upstairs, like I've got two in my loft. You could get it down; it'll work fine. But because rubber degrades so badly, if you used to put a VHS tape in, the stickiness of it would tear the tape. All right. So if you used to ever use a VHS recorder again, you'd have to go in and get those rubber things out and replace. Uh. And that's the same with reel to reels. So you've got to watch that. So there's there's companies that produce them again. And you know, like the big ones, That's right. you know, like you can have them put on and stuff like that. But they're, they're made to, and they'll also, did you still say they'll play via MP3 and everything like that? No, that is so beautiful. So when we get older, um, come on, let's talk about the, the, the scene in which The Exorcist is most well known is, of course, the cover of it, it's the posters for it all, and it's when Max Van Sydow arrives. It's one of the great, the light coming great. Down. I don't think there's been a better arrival in a film. No, yeah. And I think mm. it's seen as one of the great scenes. And I think it is because there's so much in that. There's so much atmosphere in that one mm. shot. It's such a beautiful shot. But in my head, I always thought that was a lot earlier. And a lot longer. A lot longer. And it's yeah. like it right at the end of the film. You know, I missed it. Uh, I was seeing it a lot and I was watching it. and Because obviously when I'm, when I'm watching this, I'm making these yeah. notes. So I wrote down, I was writing down, uh, in comes Father Merrin, I begin, blah, 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 and I look up, and I went, oh, there, Merrin's in the bedroom. I went, hold on a minute. <laughs> I haven't even seen him turn up. Yeah, so yeah. I had to rewind it. Yeah, now, yeah. To get that effect, Amazing. obviously there's like smoke screen there, there was over 100 lights Bloody. in the made-up extension to get the light to come out to hit him at the exact same thing. Well, what, what, one thing I want to add, the, the use of shadow in this film is amazing. Oh, it's spectacular. It's, so the, it's, good. The, it, it's in the it's the bit where, where she's out, the, out yeah. the, and then the shadows on the wall as well up yeah, there and that comes up I fucking love that and I love shadowing films not used enough mm. you know you know I mean I love you know the cabinet of Dr Calgary now if you want to watch a film about fucking shadow that is the main thing and Nosferatu yeah Oh, the bit on the stairs, the bit on the stairs where and I watched Kamau talk about this the other day. And he's yeah. saying that bit where you see the sh- the shadow hand mm. trying to grab it. It's just not these are simple techniques. I also think as well that the, the thing we where and this is what I find upsetting now with a lot of younger people. Not all, obviously. That's no. stupid to say. And my daughter said this the other day, and I had to correct her because I said, "Oh, I mean, you're studying, you're doing media studies, right?" It says never ever poo-poo a film because it's in black and white and seriously never poo-poo a film that is in silent movie and she did because well what kind of films are silent movies because obviously we were brought up with silent movies on telly yeah yeah we were too Harold Lloyd and one Harold Lloyd early Laurel and Hardy uh, Buster Keaton that's the comedy ones but the horror ones Metropolis yeah 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 yeah. um, science fiction I suppose I should say Nosferatu and the thing I love about Nosferatu uh, the whole thing as well with, with Shrek and the fact that it's 1922 is the jer- is the jerky camera operating because it is ju- it's a it's, wind it's up a wind camera up in it. yeah, yeah. and so you're seeing that and that whole it. thing takes you out and that's what I think that was a, there was a little bit of that in that Spanish film wreck not, yeah. the, not the American movie yeah, yeah. the Spanish the original one where you've got the the body the the body in the lift slowly turning around there's a slight jerkiness yeah, to yeah, it yeah, yeah. and because smoothness sometimes can work but a slight jerkiness yeah, 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 yeah. makes it all more realistic and that's what I like about this because when you've got the effects going on with Regan being lifted up. With the whole of that, there's a jerkiness to yeah, it. There's yeah, a jerkiness yeah. to the room. That the the, the thing is, because they're doing it on camera, 
Mm. They can fuck around with the camera speeds. Yeah, it's like that. It's like there's a lot. They use that now. I said, "Nice, right?" They use that a lot because that in film studies where mm. it it'd be slowing down for some yeah. speed, and you could be you can't do that with digital. Well, you have to put an effect on it to do yeah. that. I mean, I think uh, uh, Spielberg uses that that kind of thing camera technique so well in Jaws, where you've got the zoom out in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Bodie's sitting on the beach and he kind uh, of uh, deep focus. Oh, that. Well, you know I, what? I never understood how do, they did that. Do you know what? Yeah, I always thought this right. I said, deep focus. I think that is, it's a great word. Yeah. But originally, it was never called that. It was called, now, I, I, the original term makes it in panning, dolly out. Cool. Makes sense, Yeah. Evil Dead. It, and I think, deep focus, but I can't get, you say that, panning, dolly out. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got to know what them terms mean. Yeah, but yeah. that makes, so you think that, that it, makes more sense. You can do, that's what that. you can do. Exactly, don't say it's a typical <laughs> film. Right, but you can do that. Anyone can do that. You can do it on your feet. Just walk back and zoom in. So you've got to do. What do you think about the whole, when Marion and Damien start, and he says, look, you know, um, they've had to help me in, in, on the stomach. He realises that it's English in reverse is what she's saying. Because um, I should think it was Latin, it's not. No. And, he, and Mary turns around and he says, Look, don't listen to what he says, don't believe what no. he says. And, it's very, and I think he, because he knows his mother's died. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't think it's ever mentioned. No, it's never well, mentioned. He must, he must have obviously said. But you've got the whole, you know, in the power of Christ, uh, can it's, detect, compel you. That is such a famous line. Yeah. The power of love, Which I love that, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I love the thing as well with the, with the holy water, but the fact that he tried it earlier on and he yeah. says it was, wasn't holy water, it was just water. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Well, is, is that vegan making up or is that kind of like... But then, of course, like we said before, you know, she's not because you've got all this going on. The whole vomiting sequence that goes on, which is laughable now, when you yeah. th- because you watch it and you think, oh, that is our boys. But yeah, but she spits on his face, which was an accident. Was it? That was not meant to happen. It was a mistime by the tube that was going out of the side of her face, and that's why Max von Sydow's reaction is so like it is. Yeah, it's really because good. and he was really pissed off as well with it. I got a feeling that he was. I wouldn't. I'd hate to. Say, I don't like to use the word sunflake, snowflake. But he, he was a bit of a snowflake. Yeah, yeah. no, no, you read about it. Yeah. He was quite uh, middle class. Yeah, kind of theatre yeah, kind of stuff. But I love all that, the way that you, you, his mother speaks to him and he goes out because of the fact that he's getting tired and then he goes back in again. Maybe he's dead. And you think, hold on a minute. That, how did he, you know, how did he why he's, what, is, what do they say? Well, it's with, heart attack because it's all the way through the film, if you notice, he's taking tablets. So he's obviously taking tablets for his heart. But what is interesting, the fact that Mary, they find Mary lying on the floor dead and she's out of the straps. Yeah, yeah. Hiding in the corner of the room. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like the demon is shocked by the fact that Mary's died. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I think that he's just died, he's died of a heart attack because of the stress of what he's doing and the fact that the demon's yeah. going, I didn't do that. Who yeah. did this? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I see. Yeah, it's anyway. true. No, you're right. Because then, that's when he loses it then. I'm saying what I saw about That's when he, all his intellectualism goes yeah. and he becomes like a beast himself in that one second well that's it that, that whole thing then comes about is it the fact that the demon knows that what has happened here could be the end of his possession yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that because they've done everything else and then throughout sheer anger and frustration he ends up beating up yeah Lita. he goes take me take, take me, me take me and he does and that, I love that bit where he's in he looks oh, up and he's the fucking demon that's amazing me, bit. he's one brilliant Brilliant bit of filmography. 
up. No, how did they get from that scene, that transition from yeah. that to that, so smoothly? With the with a quick edit. I don't know where the edit is. Obviously, there's an edit in there, but you yeah. can't fucking see it. No, I mean, maybe it's slowed down, I don't know. But the fact that then when you see, when he goes, no, like that, and his eyes come clear, and then he throws himself out of that 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 window down the steps, and as I say, you know, brilliant stunt work from the guy. There was only a, a thin, a thin amount of rubber on Bloody those steps. Yeah. And then I think they only did it maybe once, That's I think. insane. Because I think someone was saying that he stood at the bottom watching the guy throw himself down the stairs. But also the at the end where the priest just happens to be walking by and, and gives him the last ride. I like that bit. And though. it's just what what is so good about that, it's, it's the subtle movement. He's only his hands left, hands, isn't it? Just moving slowly. And he goes, I forgive you, doesn't he? Yeah. He goes, you know, you know, he ordained you he said he, he ordains it, yeah. He ordained oh. whatever the term is, but I love that. That bit. is so that thread, the whole of that film, that one bit is just redemption. It's just he's got his faith back. And you kind of think because it must be terrible if you've got I mean, we're both pretty anti-religion. Yeah, I, I appreciate people who have a faith in something. It's up to you. And right? generally, if it's a good faith, I'm not on about what's going on at the moment. Not, it's not political. <laughs> we all know what we're talking about. But it must be, must be terrible that if you have a faith in something that has led you, led you a comfortable, happy life, and then for some reason something happens that makes you lose that faith, normally with somebody dying, tragedy in your life, something like that, that must be horrible where your faith is... You're having to question yourself all the time. Well, I I always think that with... I know this is like a... Uh, we are going into a dark subject, but like... Priests who are paedophiles. Mm. Now, they must have some... What the hell is going on in their faith? Because they must know in their faith that this is wrong. Yeah. It's like that crystal Methodist. <laughs> Which was the fucking best term. Yeah. That... That what he was doing, he must have known. Mm. So he must have been going. I'm not saying the good people, but the anguish in them mm. must have been crazy with their faith. Because even a normal person thinking, oh, I know this is wrong, but oh, it's all right. But them who know in their book that it's wrong, their whole life is telling these things are wrong and they're doing it. I mean, what I, the fuck? I mean, I suppose the only way of thinking about that is, is the reason why we, you know, you, you get a lot of these terrorist bombers because yeah, yeah. like that possibly gay and they think in their religion is totally against so they the only way they feel they can redeem themselves yeah. is that there's also a point of I, I'm guessing that if you're if you're withheld from you know human nature you have human urges which are sexual urges violent urges you can't stop urges, this where religion's wrong isn't yeah, it? it's where it's going and if you're telling someone you can't do it someone like that's going to come out and and then you get that abuse and that anger and that frustration will come out to abuse, to whether it be sexual or violence. Yeah, yeah. But you've also got the stuff like the Magdalene Sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. The most horrendous group of people in Ireland who took... There was that story that was on that... Um, you know, I went to go and see that DNA yeah. show. Uh, and there was a thing where this woman had went, went to, a, 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 to, to be looked after to give birth because she was a single mother at one of these places. She went out to go shop and come back, and they'd sold the child. Well, not sold it, but the child had been adopted. What kind of people do that in the name of... Is that in the name of God? Because he's yeah. certainly not voting that. Fucking Catholicism. Well, that's where it comes it's from. Catholicism. I'm an, old Catholic, I'm, a, uh, I'm an old Catholic father. This is where it all comes from, and it has a lot... Because of, it teaches you... It has you, a lot to answer It for. teaches you... Like my dad, when I bought up a cafe, fucking hates Catholicism. Mm. Would not allow me to be... All the family fell out with him because he wouldn't, wouldn't have me... Uh, no way he said I'm, I'm not going to put that I mean if he wants to do that he can make his own mind up when he's yeah, up yeah I mean I had, so it, I had that same choice with me so it should be right mate 
but he said the way they make you feel bad for being human. Yeah. Humans would have reigned before there was fucking religion, not the opposite way around. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing as well. Well, you know, I've been to quite a few funerals. Have you got two schools together, look, playing? Oh, look at that. I think they're all having a fight. No, no, playing around. Oh, it's maybe it's like the exorcist. <laughs> it's like our version of the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, watch yourself when you're driving. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, I, I went to, as you know, a lot of funerals recently and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and one of them was at a Catholic place. And it, it was kind of like halfway through, there was talking about the person who passed away. And, and couldn't, the, the priest couldn't help but drop in. Didn't come as much as he should have done, mate. Oh, God. going, hold on a minute. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. a thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, they, they, it's like yeah, every it's time. It's only because like, of the begging bowl. Yeah, the begging That's bowl. That's just what it's about. It's not about anything else. You've, you've got that thing as well where you, you're sitting there and, and you look around. This is every Catholic church I've been in. Every single picture you look around is miserable. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. well, here we go. Get ready for our sins. Christ being killed. Yeah. It's literally, it's like the kind of, yeah. I like to think that if you believe in God or you believe in Jesus or whatever like that, then you'd have nice pictures of him doing good things. Yeah, that's why it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be nice. People do this, these Catholics. Why are they obsessed with that last bit? The death. Why yeah. are they obsessed with that bit? I always, I think like that with funerals, personally. Yeah. Why do you get people obsessed with that last part that's horrible? Mm. Well, this is what I like about the wake, the Irish wake. Yeah. You know, or the, you know, the West Indian... Mm. It, it, you know, celebrate. Or talk about the death, but celebrate the life. The Michael J. Fox character in Boston Legal, right? He's a rich guy, and she turns up. He goes, oh, "I'm going. I'm having a massive party. You're going to come." He goes, "Yeah." And they're having this party, and he goes, "What's this? Because it's my wake." Uh, and she went, "But you're not dead." He goes, "Yeah, but why should I miss out on all the fun?" I like, I like that idea. Yeah. I think they're good. I, well, I know that's. I've heard about that in America. It's coming. I think that's a good idea. Why not do it that party? If you, if you know, so, talk, let's all have talk stories with the person. With the person, because he knew he was going to die. Yeah, yeah, he knew that he had probably weeks left. It's like I want all my friends, all my family who gives a shit, turn up and, and talk about it. And it's just, this will turn to a bit thingy. You know? <laughs> um, let's have some facts, Gal. Which I've already told you about. Oh, yeah, uh, Jason Miller. Oh, I told you about that as well. That's a bit of a point. Uh, one of the most famous scenes in the movie and the shot used for the posters was inspired by the 1953-54 series of paintings Empire of Light, the Empire de Lumière by oh. René Magli. It's the scene where Father Mary steps out of the cab and stands in front of the McNeil residence below an eerie glow. Uh, Jack Nicholson was up for the part of Father Carras before Jason Miller landed the role as Fregan thought... He was too unholy to ever play a priest, which is about <laughs> Especially at the time. Now, Cal, do we need the randomizer? Or no. are we just going to say what the film is? Well, we've already planned this out, right? Do we yeah. know what we're doing for Christmas? Oh, yes, we do, sorry. So, we've only got two films we've left. We've got two films left. The one has to be, our December film has to be Sinbad. Yeah. Because when we were young, that's when you watched Sinbad. <laughs> and I come back, I'm sure it's Ida Tiber. Ida Tiber, yeah. Sinbad, the Ida Tiber. Yeah. So next one, we're doing a more, I'd say, serious film. And it just mentions the guy I've just talked about. The Last Detail. With Jack Nicholson. So if you want to watch that and send us in some comments, that would be brilliant. Um, usual information will come up again. Anything else you want to say before we uh, go off and uh, go and buy some Halloween sweeties? Ooh, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> nah, that's enough. No, nah, yeah, enough. Yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah I'm, also, I'm quite tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah. I'm gonna get possessed by those two two schools. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, you guys take care, and we'll see you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list. You can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com.
You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. So take The Exorcist without going to another review of The Exorcist. Yeah. Why I you've will seen do that, <laughs> But you've seen that 200 times, I at think, least. haven't you, at least. What is it about that that really touched you personally? It works for me every time, and every time I see it, it looks like a different film. I can't think of any other way of explaining it other than every time I see it, like any great work of art, like a sculpture that people love or a painting that people love or a piece of music that you love. If somebody said to you, you know, you were talking to the Pet Shop Boys just now and you said the opening of that 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 song is cinematic, okay? Well, But that word doesn't really encompass everything about it you know what you're trying to describe it somebody said okay explain to me the opening of that film explain to me what those emotions are that those chords you'd be yes. there for, well that's how i feel about the exorcist if i try and na- i can do i can tell you incredible avant-garde sound brilliant special effects fantastic story written by somebody wrestling with their own theology performances by max von sudorf uh, linda Bla- you know i could tell you all those things but that's not the answer the answer is every time i see it it looks like a different film and i promise you i've seen it over 200 times i've taken it apart i've made documentaries about it i've written about it it doesn't make any difference every time it starts i just go there we are and it works i'm there in georgetown and it works there must come a point when you're going to watch it again and it 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 starts to get repetitive i have had times when i've watched it and i thought hmm and then i see it again the next time and i'll go no no it's citizen kane And Linda Blair, who yeah. uh, you talk at length about when you... When Not you met, that well, length, that was some length. <laughs> at some length. But that, was, that must have been an extraordinary thing. You're not just... When you met Linda Blair, you're not just meeting someone in a film. You're meeting someone who you've watched in a film over 200 times. I hadn't seen and it the, over 200 times by the time I met her. How many times did you seen it when you met her? About 100, probably. But but the thing that must have been was that a weird thing then you... probably weirder for her because I was completely wigged out because it was one of the very first interviews I did I'd gone over to America trying to pitch around for interviews and I, I got her agent somehow to agree to be able to interview for for time out and I was really panicky and really nervous and um, she came into the, the the restaurant where I'd agreed to meet her and I'd been there for half an hour because I got there early and in some strangely delusional way I decided that the way to impress her by showing her how much of a proper journalist I was was to take everything I owned out of my bag and arrange it on the table in front of me and it looked like I was playing Risk or something you know or, or, or having a yard sale of everything I owned and she turned up and she looked at me and she said I, she said are you Mark and I looked up and it was Linda Blair and I literally went oh. and she went oh I'm sorry I thought you were Mark and I went oh and she started walking away and I went oh I'm <laughs> she went oh, I'm and I had to really really sort of come to it. but then she was lovely and the great thing about it was she was intelligent smart and funny and she'd lived through this extraordinary experience yeah. and people had behaved madly to her ever since she said she used to go into supermarkets she was like 14 15 years old she was you know she'd go into supermarkets people would clock her they would run screaming away Amazing. from her people and don't realise she's made loads of films oh she's done loads. loads I mean absolutely loads of films she was at one point voted by I think it was Variety one of the hardest working actors in Hollywood not in an ironic way just in a sheer day's worked kind of way. She's a real, real tough worker.